0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Children of Christ podcast. Today is the day that we start the Marathon Plus One of the Bible. Put right at the beginning of the Bible, and our mile one is Matthew, one of the Gospels. The Gospels are located right at the beginning of the Bible, and all tell the story of the Messiah, you know, like Jesus, from start to finish. They all have generally the same story but some will tell different perspectives of the situation, or evaluate more on one point than on another one. Matthew, in particular, was written by one of Jesus' apostles, Matthew. I know, right? Creative. His Greek name was Levi, and he started out as a tax collector, so he wasn't a very popular dude. We'll get back to him later. For now, let's start at the very beginning. going to tackle this chapter by chapter. So let's have at it starting with, this is going to blow your mind, chapter one. What a plot twist. Before we begin, just know that there's uh, going to be a lot of Bible reading. So if you want to grab your Bible, do it now. Okay, time's up. You totally can't stop the podcast to get your Bible and you totally won't be listening to me read. It. So with that out of the way, Let's begin. The Bible starts off by listing the 14 generations, starting with Abraham and ending with Mary. I'm not going to read them all off because they're hard to pronounce, and there's a ton of them. So I'm not taking my chances on pronouncing all of them. If you want to read them yourself, go for it. After that, goes, it goes into the birth of the Messiah, starting from chapter 1, verse 18 For the child within her has was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this has occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That comes from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife. So basically, God was just like, here Mary, here's a baby, oh by the way, he's like gonna save a bunch of people, okay bye, was like conceived with the Holy Spirit. So that's kinda cool. How cool would that be as a 13 to 16-year-old? Oh, yeah. Did we forget to mention that? Because the Bible certainly did. The custom back then was that people would marry, like, way younger than today. So many scholars today believe that she was in her early teens with, you know, God. So, you know, fun stuff all around. And we just have to remember that the Bible was written back then. So there's stuff that wouldn't make sense to us now, but it totally makes sense back then. Going sequentially, this brings us to chapter 2, which starts with, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah during the reign of King Herod. Why was this important? Well, Herod was afraid that Jesus was going to take over his throne being called the king of the Jews and such. Here, let's continue. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judah, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. This comes from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 2. And you, O Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people of Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. This was not actually his intent, as we learn. Herod wanted to find and kill the child so that there would be no challenge to his stand of power, which, as we read on, becomes a running trend. This would not be good for baby Jesus, obviously, but as you'll see, this problem gets solved quickly. After this interview, the wise men went to their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod." So we already start to see what will become a running trend. People want to kill Jesus? People don't end up killing Jesus, because it's not God's will reading on after the wise men were gone an angel from the lord appeared to joseph in a dream get up flee to egypt with the child and his mother the angel said stay there until i tell you to return because herod is going to search for the child to kill him that night joseph left for egypt with the child and mary his mother and they stayed there until herod's death this fulfilled what the lord had spoken through the prophet i called my son out of egypt Herod was furious when he realized the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under. Based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance, Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted. Excuse me, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. Jeremiah 31, 15. So Herod gets all mad, and he just goes and kills all of the young boys. He was so afraid to lose his power that he just kills everyone. He was so filled with fear, and he thought it was, like, just acceptable to kill every child because that was important so that he didn't lose his throne. It, It was every child under two, but God couldn't be stopped. After Herod died, Mary and Joseph went back to Nazareth. Going to chapter 3, we start with John the Baptist preaching that the Lord is coming in just a few years. Now John is a loudspeaker who's very influential. He lives with the wilderness and eats bugs and stuff, but in all he's a pretty smart dude as far as preaching goes, and he's also the first man described in the Bible to, like, call out the religious leader leaders in the New Testament, that is. Matthew chapter 3, 7 says, But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed, who warned you to flee God's coming wrath. Prove by the way you live that you have repented your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. You see, the leaders of the time were huge hypocrites. They believed that enforcing the laws of the Bible on other people, some of which were made up by them, and only really loosely based in the Bible, that not only did they not have to follow the laws that they made up themselves, but they would be just saved. They believe- they <laughs> I'm sorry. They believed that forcing people to follow God would cause them to be saved. We'll see how just- <sighs> We will see just how well that turned out later. The chapter closes a little bit farther in time with John baptizing Jesus, which goes a little bit like this straight into the Bible, starting with verse 13. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, but John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And the voice from the heaven said, "'This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy.'" Then chapter four opens up with the temptation of Jesus. I'm going to read straight through this before I continue because it's pretty important. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the son of God, jump off, for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't hurt, so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and the angels came down and took care of Jesus. The devil keeps trying to trick Jesus with food after he had none for forty days. Then, with the scripture, then with power, Jesus refuses all of these things in the name of God, only using the word of the Bible against Satan. After this event, angels came down and took care of him, which, I mean, was pretty cool. And after all this was over, Jesus goes and hears that John has been arrested. And so at this point, Jesus decides to begin teaching. He finds his first disciples fishing, as that is what they did for a living. These people were Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew. Farther up the shore, he saw brothers James and John. This is a different John from John the Baptist. With their father, those brothers followed him as well. From here on out, Jesus attracted crowds to hear his teaching and see him cure diseases and perform other miracles. All right, unfortunately we're going to have to stop there today. So I have an announcement. This is Uh, this is going to take a really long time just doing this overview. So from here on out, I'll do an overview like this, and um, the next couple of weeks we'll do lessons within that overview before moving on to another overview after that. So yeah, this is gonna take a while. In the meantime, however, if you liked what you heard, remember to subscribe on your platform of choice. If you want to share the video, you can use the link anchor.fm slash thechildrenofchrist, which you will find in the description. You could also use that link if you want to leave us a voice message that I will leave in the pod- podcast. If you want to know about the ins and outs of what's happening on the podcast, then you can follow us on Instagram at the Children of Christ Podcast uh, with dots in between each word. So the.children.of.christ.podcast. Or on Twitter at the Children of C1. And remember, we're all children of the Lord.